This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment L L C. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, and I am finally back with my good friend and co-host Ilya. He has recently rewatched Skyfall, the 23rd James Bond movie that came out in 2012, and he has some thoughts and opinions that I want to hear about now having him rewatching it. So, Ilya, welcome back. What are your opening initial thoughts about Skyfall? Uh, give me a second. I just gotta. Um, there's uh, some police activity. I gotta let these. Uh, okay. I gotta let the uh, police over. I gotta try to pull over for a second. Okay. Uh, hey, yeah. So, uh, like I was saying last time, Javier Bardem. He's always pretty impressive. He does a really good job. I think that he was a little comedic, almost like cartoonish. I don't know if that's the right term, but kind of to me in this in his role in this one. I think that like he did really well in uh, Old Country for Old Men, and that was kind of his, you know, his big role that kind of set him up or whatever, um, that made him famous. I think he did a good job. It's just that he was, like I said, he was kind of cartoonish. So I kind of compare him to um, Alec Trevelyan, like that. That would be kind of my idea of the closest comparison that I can make as far as. As far as like characters, right? As far as the uh, James Bond universe, so to speak. Um, uh, so I think to me, I like like let's say for me, if I compare those two guys, I would say Alec Trevelyan was a better villain than um, than Silva was. I don't. I'm not gonna say that um, that um, Sean Bean did a better job acting than let's say Javier Bardem did. But as far as characters, specifically just strictly characters, not the actors themselves, but just strictly speaking of characters, I would say Alec Trevelyan was a much better villain, was more interesting to watch. Kind of like as far as like his psychology, as far as analyzing his, you know, psychology or his personality, his whatever the word is, you know, psych, uh, psycho psychotics or whatever. He was a much more interesting villain. Um, so other than that, uh, those are like literally my first impression. Let me, let me, I want to, I want to respond to some of that. I, I both both uh, Sean, uh both Trevelyan and Silva are supposed to be um agents from the past. That's where they kind of connect right. connect the same way. But one difference though is that they do show Trevelyan in the very beginning opening scene of Goldeneye, whereas very interesting. Right. Although very interestingly, Silva actually doesn't actually appear as the main villain of the movie till about seventy minutes in. So there's these first sixty or seventy minutes where other stuff about him is is brought up to building up but he doesn't appear to do that opening monologue till about 70 some minutes into the movie which i thought was interesting right, yeah yeah all right so you yeah, mentioned they kind of hide him right yeah they kind of hide him from the uh from the plot or whatever right so yeah you kind of hide from the plot yeah exactly now you said you um liked um lashif uh, from casino royale better also than silva no, I wouldn't say that. I was just saying I like Trevelyan. Uh, Lashif, I don't cons I don't compare those two guys because they're not really comparable because they're completely different characters. Right. They're not in the same realm, right? right. Like, Trevelyan, both Trevelyan right. and Silva were both ex um, right. ex uh, MIA. Right. I, MIA. Uh, right. Not MIA. I, I'm sorry. I, MI five. Right. Right. I get how you're saying. I get. How, I get how you're saying how Silva was cartoonish. So, but I don't. I don't think um, I, uh, Trevelyan. Trevelyan didn't seem that cartoonish. Not for the most part. Well, He's, to me, that's what I'm saying. To me, I'm okay. not saying that. I'm. This is my impression. Okay. Of his character, I'm not sure for everybody else. Right. This is just my impression, okay. right? Of uh, just being, you know, growing up in James Bond movies and stuff, and growing up in that right. realm and that. You know, that genre, whatever, or, right. or similar genres, right? Crime dramas, gangster dramas, stuff like that. To me, he was cartoonish. To me, okay. he was psychotic. He did a good job 
being psychotic as heck. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know, he was like off his rocker completely. Like he completely fell off the rocker, hit his head, got a concussion. You know what I mean? I'm, right, I'm right. To, I'm joking. I'm joking. What I'm saying, yeah. he was completely off his rocker. Right. To me, Trevelyan was more logical. He was more thought out. Like he thought things out. Right. He had an actual plan. I right. Just to fucking destroy everything. Yeah. So, I mean, his yeah. his plan was to do more more than just damage. Right. Silva, mm-hmm. he was just completely fucking psychotic. He right. was just completely off his rocker. All he mm-hmm. wanted to do was just destroy MI five and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any other goals or ambitions. You know what I mean? Well, hey, I think That's he's. What I'm saying he was just completely... right. Well, his main goal was to kill M, which he succeeded in. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He did succeed in doing that. Right. Yes, he did succeed in doing that. Um, this is the one first Bond movie after all of them where it didn't really seem like there was an actual Bond woman or two Bond women. Like, I mean, cause that, that girl had a, had a little part and then he got, she got killed off by Silva. And then there was, we find out about, about Eve, but then it's mainly about, um, you know, M and stuff, but it didn't actually have like a traditional Bond woman, Bond girl in this one, actually. Yeah, 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 I was going to say that. So, well, no, there was. There was a Bond girl in this one. Well, kind of, but technically not... she, was, she wasn't technically a Bond girl, but she was a female. Right, yeah. That was not in that kind of situation where, like, she was in a predicament or whatever. Yeah. You know, where Bond was supposed to rescue her, and, of course, he failed to rescue her, and she died. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so let's, um, so let's, yeah, that's true. So now let's start off with the opening. What did you make about the opening, about the beginning of this movie? I don't remember what the opening was. Was that where she he got shot by his other like his assistant or whatever it was called? Yeah, he did get. He, yeah, yeah, she she did shot him. But I wanted to build up till before that. So first, it shows him in the shadow. Then after the shadow, the other guy had got, gotten hit. Then he leaves from the outside, and she she and him go together in the vehicle. And then he eventually gets onto the train. But yeah, he um she uh, shoot she yeah. yeah yeah with all the that, this is all. Yeah, this is all an instable, instable, instable turkey. And that's a, I think it was a good opening action sequence. Uh, and I thought, like, if this was real life, that shot would have really killed him. But yeah, for sus- suspension of disbelief, he obviously didn't get killed by the beginning of the movie like that. Um, right, right. But yeah, right. yeah. So, I don't remember the, the absolute beginning, beginning of, I just remember he got shot. But I don't, I don't know, so I don't really have any comment on it right okay, now. Okay, that's fine. I don't remember with the shadows and stuff. You oh. can comment on it if you want. Oh, that's fine then. Okay. Okay, that's yeah, fine. I have plenty of other stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah, I have plenty of other stuff. So let's hear okay. some more. Let's That's fine. So let's hear some more about some of the other stuff you want to say about it, the movie itself. What else do I want to say about it? Yeah. So I have to think about it for a second. Okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm mostly probably going to heavily focus on Silva because he kind of, you know, caught my... Uh, caught my attention or whatever okay caught my interest or whatever well, well, well sure we'll go more about Silva in a bit but what did you make of um Daniel Craig and his thir- third uh, performance in the part in the role Daniel Craig uh, dude, there's not much there's not much to make of it he makes a good bond he's not my favorite bond by I would say by any stretch of the imagination but he makes a good bond so I remember him like I like him so originally the first time I ever saw him was in Munich and he did a good job. He did a really good job in Munich, but he didn't have like a huge role. He didn't have a huge part in the movie. It was mostly on um, I forgot his name. The guy from Troy. I keep forgetting Eric. Eric Bonner. Eric Bonner. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like the main. Um, the main character. Munich. Main Mu- Munich. Munich was a very. Munich was a very good movie, but it was also a very disturbing movie. Yeah, it was. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It yeah. A great movie. I really yeah. Like it. It's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Spielberg, so, directed by Spielberg. But yeah. I remember the way he played in Munich, and mm. he was—he wasn't as big and like buff as he was as he is. And, uh, yeah. So, so you said you so you said by no stretch of the imagination was he one of your favorite. But I guess I would then ask um, between like Connery, Dalton, and and Brosnan, how would you like rank those those bonds then? Um. So Connery would definitely be my number one, and I would say uh, Brosnan would be my number two. But almost equal to uh, almost equal to uh, Connery because just because I grew up on on uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, I grew up on his uh, on his uh, what do you call it uh, on his golden on his uh, Bond. I mean, I technically I saw the first Bond I ever saw was Connery way back when I was like probably like nine or ten years old. I still saw it. I remember it was uh, Diamonds Are Forever. It was like a scene out of Diamonds Are Forever okay. on like, the little black and white TV. 
that I was like the- eight, nine or something like that. Eight, nine, ten, something like that. And, uh, but like as a teenager, I, I was saw the first bond I saw as a teenager was Pierce Brosnan's bond. Right. Right. So I would say, yeah. The one. Dalton wouldn't even. Go ahead. What? Uh, Goldeneye? No, go ahead. You can say about Dalton for a sec. Yeah. Dalton. I don't. Like honestly, like I never thought of him as a bot. Like he just does not. Right. He plays like he. I, he, I could see him better as a gangster, like a right. gangster. Yeah, I get you. He's I get. To, like, play on undercover, yeah. undercover agent. I get he what you're saying with that. He, he's not. He's not. Yeah. That, um, I get what you're saying with that. Um, there's one thing I want that always upset me though in regards to uh, Brosnan is that he was the only actor to play Bond that didn't get to leave the role on his own terms, and I really, really would have been curious and wanted to see how Brosnan would have been in, in a fifth appearance, but the producers didn't let him have a fifth appearance. Which I thought was a really oh. big, really big letdown. Oh, um, I didn't know that. What yeah. happened? What happened? Why did was he? Well, know? well, after you know, you know how after seeing Die Another Day, how that didn't. I mean, it made a lot of money, but otherwise, it was a, a bad for other reasons. And the, and the producers decided um, to go younger and reboot the story with Casino Royale, which would have to be with different actors. So, um, Brosnan did want to come back for a fifth time, but the producers didn't want to bring him back for money reasons and other whatever whatever reasons. So, I thought with you and I both liking Brosnan, it's just a shame that he never got to do a fifth appearance. That's a- yeah, I would say, yeah, he wasn't really the best Bond. I mean, I don't really like it. Other than Golden, I honestly didn't like the rest of the series yeah. that he did. I don't remember uh, Die Another Day, what that was about. The only ones I really liked were um, Golden Eye and The World Is Not Enough. Those are the only ones I think he did a good job in, especially Golden Eye. I mean, I love that fucking movie. Pardon my language. I also, um, I also like Goldeneye and the world is not enough. I'm going to tell you one quick reason why I like the world is not enough. The world is not enough was the, the world is not enough was the first. The, the first Bond movie that I saw theatrical with my dad. Dad took me to see The World Is Not Enough back in 1999 when it came out at the end of the year of 99. So The World Is Not Enough was actually the first Bond movie that I actually ever saw theatrically speaking. Um, oh, okay, that's cool. Dude. Yeah. So back to Skyfall, though. Um, I guess you said you had a whole lot to say about um, Silva. Yeah, so what do you want me to say? Because I mean, I was trying to say, and you kind of... I'm sorry. You didn't want me to talk about it. Now, all of a sudden, you want me to... Talk I'm sorry, about I'm just like... I'm just, I don't want to no. say I'm kind of confused. So oh, that's fine. I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find different parts to talk about. Sometimes I'm a bit uh, random with it. Um, so... So yeah, so he has an ass- so he has an assistant he's working with named Eve in the beginning that that shoots him down, and then obviously for anybody who's seen the movie, you always know we find out who she becomes to actually be. But um, this movie's a really a big. It's really about M and how Silva wants to take down M, and he accomplishes that by the end of the movie. So it's kind of a sad ending because he accomplishes killing her. Um, right. Um, but I agree, I agree what you said, how, like, how Silva's kind of cartoonish, but also really out there and uh, crazy on everything that he's doing. Um, but again, he doesn't, he doesn't come out till about 70 minutes in, but when he does first come in at that 70 minute point, that opening monologue was really, really well done. And it was so well done that back last December, I did a two minute podcast performing the opening monologue of Silva from Skyfall. Okay. Yeah. He's like talk. He's like he's like talking about the rats and how each you know the whole thing with the rats and down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. So he's on an island. It seems like a lot with these James Bond movies, they always have to have some sort of island involved. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's funny. You said that. I never thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, the island. Something about island. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. Um, um, uh, Skyfall. Okay. So, in Skyfall, I, was there any, was there any, was there anything about Skyfall that you didn't like about, that you didn't care for? Um, dude, I have to think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stuff. Every movie, there's stuff I don't like. Skyfall was probably one of the movies that, out of the, out of the, you know, James Bond universe, I would say that would be one of the movies there was a lot I didn't like. So, like I said, I like I said, Silva, dude, just his character was just all goofy. He mm. was just goofy, dude. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't, I mean, I get it. He was supposed to be psychotic and stuff, but he was supposed to be 
like every movie has an arch, uh, like an arch villain, right? Right. You know what I mean? And I felt like for, for him being the arch villain, like the main villain, they're all supposed to be kind of like super villains. They're all supposed to be, for the most part, super smart, like genius level smart. And Bond is trying to, uh, you know, out, out thwart them or whatever. Right, yeah. I mean, basically, right? So, like, James Bond, uh, I'm going to kind of get off in a tangent a little bit because I have to in order to explain what I'm thinking. Okay. So, James Bond is basically the Secret Service agent version of Sherlock Holmes. Right, like, yeah. So there's so many characters based on Sherlock Holmes. Like, Batman is based on Sherlock Holmes. Bond is based on Sherlock Holmes. Lots of detective, obviously. So, so what I'm saying is, in in a way, in a way, he's supposed to be his Professor Moriarty, right? For anybody, for those guys that are familiar with Sherlock Holmes and stuff, Professor Moriarty was like his arch enemy. He was like the genius level intellect villain, and he just did a bunch of stuff. It was great. It was crazy. So every movie is supposed to kind of like he's not the arch villain in the whole series of James Bond movies. Uh, far from it. That's supposed to be Spectre's, uh, you know, whoever the, I forgot his name. Uh, Blofeld is supposed to be like the Professor Moriarty out of the whole series. But what I'm saying is, like for that movie, he's supposed to be the arch villain, and he just he wasn't very smart. You know, he wasn't very smart. He wasn't very cunning. You know, Bond kind of like. Uh, you know what I mean? I didn't like that. Like he was supposed to be a challenge. Like every every villain in that in every movie, or at least every arch villain, is supposed to be a challenge to James Bond. And Bond easily kind of like thwarted him. Sorry, it's harder to say the word thwart. Well, I, you, he, you know I, what I mean. Silver, uh, Silver, Silver like, intentionally wanted to get caught. So when the radio helped Bond uh, catch him, okay. and then they catch him back into the MI whatever, he 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 had the plan for. However, um, even though um, Q didn't really know about really computers well, how that happened to release him, and then he'll go catch her in that meeting and stuff. It was it it was all a bit far fetched with all that stuff going on though. Again story-wise that not a lot not a lot made a lot of sense but i do get what you're saying there with how a lot of what he was trying to do didn't really seem like with bond and him how 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 that was um uh so uh sherlock holmes by the way i i, I don't i'm not 100 on this but i do think that uh um uh what's his name iron man uh, uh what's his name yeah um, uh, yeah, yeah, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. may, he might be working on a third, a third Sherlock Holmes, but I'm not totally sure. There oh, might be okay. a third one being worked on, but back to, uh, Blofeld also now. Um, see, in this movie, after, during this movie, before the Spectre came out, um, Silva was supposed to seem like his own agent, his own boss of what he was doing. I don't like that, since you mentioned about Spectre and Blofeld, I don't like that when Spectre, they kind of retroactively changed Skyfall to make it seem like Blofeld was the boss or ahead of, um, 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 um holding on to, um, Silva, because Silva in this movie seemed like he was doing every, mostly everything on his own for the most part. So I never liked how, right. how like, Inspector, it seems like they retroactively made Spectre to make to make Skyfall different than what it actually was, um, at least in my opinion. Saying what? Um, that, again, that, that spe- Inspector, when you watch Spectre for the first, first two times, it makes it seem like they're retroactively making Skyfall different than what, it, what, what Skyfall actually was meant to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm now, kind of getting an idea. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, I want to ask you about the direction of the movie. Sam Mendes directed both, but I thought I think most people would say that right. Skyfall was better than Spectre, but it was directed by the same director, Sam Mendes. What did you make of Sam Mendes' direction first in Skyfall? So I was actually interestingly enough. I was going to say, I actually like Spectre a lot more than Skyfall. Really? The opposite, right? Really, yeah, really? I thought it was, it was like a hundred times better, dude. I I, I, that's, like, that's actually what most people don't say, so i like to hear your reasons for that, actually. That's very interesting. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So wait, I mean, kind of, oh, we're still yeah, on, dude, yeah. I think, I mean, Christoph Waltz is literally one of my favorite actors at this point in time. Uh, up until I think his first appearance was in the in Glorious Bastards, so I didn't particularly. Like, I'm not. I'm trying not to get off on a tangent, but just the fact that he's in there already makes it like ten times better. 
because he's just that good. I would say I would say the first I would say the first appearance to American audiences because he was in movies before that for like Europe or whatever. But I would say for American audiences, Uh, the first would be yeah, yeah. Then for Inglorious Bastards, um, I yeah, I personally for Spectre, I think that they could have done so much more with him as Blofeld. Like I didn't like how they ended up using him, utilizing him. I thought it could have been better, but you seem to saying you're like that you really like Spectre Spectre for a lot of reasons. No, he was perfect, dude. He was perfect. As like he's like the Professor Moriarty of the James Bond nice. universe, basically. I'm about to cut out. I'm just letting you know in about twenty seconds. Oh I'm shit! Cut out. Okay. I'm gonna lose my signal. So just keep talking and call me. Try to call me back and just keep talking until I come back on the line. Okay. okay thanks for letting me I'm know about that. You know. Thank you for yeah, letting yeah, me know. Man, I'm just about to. I'm just I'm about to hit a bad spot. Like, okay. I always lose my signal here. Okay. Um, but like I said, yeah, dude, Crystal Waltz. Uh, off topic. I don't know if you guys uh, saw the movie. What movie was he in with Vanessa Redgrave? The one about the guy who was kind of crazy and was like married to a woman that was like 30 years older than him or something like that. Oh, yeah. You told me. Yeah, you told me about it in uh, in October. It was, um, it came out recently. Uh, I'm going to look it up for you now. Okay, there's your connection going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're still here. Okay, great. I'm looking it up. I'm I'm looking it up. Oh, you're back. Good. I'm looking it up for you real quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go Christoph ahead. We'll again. Just keep talking. Okay. Just go. Go ahead. Keep talking. Okay, everybody. I while while I while I keep talking, I'm gonna look up for earlier real quick what the name of that movie he's speaking of is because he told me about it recently. I watched it two months ago, and the name of the movie is called. Wait, let me get into the actor actor's name. Uh, here. Where is he at? Hold on a sec. I'm gonna find his name real quick. Hold on a sec. I'm looking it up for you. Okay. All the credits. Credits names of the actor. Oh. George. Georgetown. Georgetown. Georgetown, yeah, I remember it was something about a, something with town in it. Yeah, Georgetown, George, Georgetown, 2009, Georgetown, uh, 2019, directed by Waltz, and also starring Waltz as that malt guy. It was a very bizarre story, I didn't really care for it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I looked up the story, the actual, like, true story of what the movie is based on. It wasn't as cool as uh, the movie, the story yeah. was kind of lame. Now, you said, now you said you liked Waltz and Spectre, what did you make of his small little... Part, little part of appearance with the follow-up, No Time to Die, Bond 25. What did you make of Waltz in No Time to Die? Um, I mean, he did, a, he did a good job. He didn't really have the time to really shine. You know what I mean? He had a very, very tiny part. I like the fact that it was just kind of like, I, like I told you earlier. I don't know if we, uh, if we were talking about it during the podcast or just in general. But remember how I said I just kind of like how the Apex Predator basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, you were telling me, yeah. You were telling uh, me about the whole... Yeah, you were telling me about the whole Apex, Apex Predator part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of like killed off and all of a sudden it was like... Mm, yeah. He was the T-Rex, you know, he was like the T-Rex of the James Bond universe and all of a sudden some other dinosaur came in and just basically ate him and killed him off. It was kind of... I, I just I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was cool that he died. I was just kind of surprised because he was supposed to be the criminal mastermind, you know what I mean? He was right. supposed to be hyper, hyper intelligent, like genius level intellect. Right, that. yeah. That's, that's a good, that's, so that's good points about all that. Um, everybody, we're about the halfway point, so we're going to segue now to a quick commercial break, and then Ilya has a whole lot more to say about both Skyfall and Spectre. So here we go. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me explain. Basically, it is the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need, all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can creator, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I personally have been enjoying creating original and memorable podcasts, which are listened to in over 50 different countries. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. 
Download the Anchor application or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad that you did. And we are back with my good friend and co-host Ilya talking about Skyfall and Spectre. But we're mainly talking about Skyfall, but we'll bring some, bring some more Spectre into it as well. Let's go back to Skyfall for a sec. In Skyfall, yeah. what else draw you your attention to the movie um, outside of outside of Silva himself? Um, dude, not really much more than that, honestly. Like, the movie was, like I said, I didn't really like it too much. I thought the movie was kind of boring, other than Silva. I liked, um, so the Scottish gentleman, the older gentleman that, that raised uh, Bond, that raised James after his parents were killed, uh, he kind of, I, I liked him. He, he was yeah, that- he was interesting. That act. He was an interesting part there. He actually, I believe, has passed away now in real life. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, 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 basically, what you're saying, mostly, what you're saying in regards to the Skyfall and the whole movie, you mostly liked, um, you mostly liked Silva, but did have some issues with him. What did you? Let, we'll go back to um, Spectre in just a minute, but just to wrap up with Skyfall, um, the ending of Skyfall when he goes back to um, Bond's old home home place. What did you make of how Silva trying to get to um, M and Bond during that whole third act? What did you make of that, real quick? Of what again? The third act of uh, them them giving him the bread, the, them giving him uh, silver the breadcrumbs to find them in the uh, home, the home hometown of uh, Bond, uh, you know that the third act of all that. What did you make of? Yeah, 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 I got you. Anything with that? Did uh, you? That uh, I didn't really think about it before, so I would have to think about it just for like give me like a few seconds to think about it. Okay. I think it's okay. I think that James didn't really think it through too much. I think he could have done, set himself up better. And also, he, I don't know, like, I think he didn't really use risk management very well in that, mm-hmm. in that, in that situation. I think he could have prepared, like I said, he could have prepared better. He could have actually had people there to help him. Okay. Uh, he could have still, okay. Bread, breadcrumbs, the whole point was to make it so that. I understand. Yeah, he, could have, he could have set up a lot better. I understand he what you're saying with that. He could have, like, I mean, he has so much technology at, at MI6. He could have easily um, right. borrowed some, some tech stuff. Yeah. He could have had, like, a, a couple of rocket launchers, like a, a machine gun. He could have had some. Mines. I mean, I think he did have some mines, but like more mines or better mines. I understand. I understand. Like at least you know some kind of like freaking cannon or something RPG something. Right. I understand. All he had was like small arms. Submachine got small arms. Right. Like, he didn't really have that much. Okay, so it sounds like so it sounds I understand. So it sounds like you like Spectre by the same director way better. So we're about in just a sec yeah, to, yeah, yeah. we're just about to talk about with you Spectre a whole lot more since by the same director but you happen to like more. So before we talk about what your thoughts and opinion are, things are about seeing both Skyfall and Spectre, to wrap up and close it off right. with Skyfall, um if you had to um since you didn't like it totally too went all the way, if you had to greater raid Skyfall, what kind of greater rating would you give Skyfall as? Uh, what, out of five? Out of however you want to scale. It could be 10 out of 10, uh, five uh, out of five. Yeah, I would say, dude, honestly, I would give it a seven and a half out of 10. It honestly, really a se- honestly, honestly, a seven and a half out of 10? It was like a C plus. Okay, like a C plus to you. That's interesting because it like boring. it's actually for um a lot for other people. Um, it was actually the first Bond movie to make a billion a billion dollars at the box office. So take that for what, whatever uh, it's worth. Skyfall. Accounting for inflation. For accounting, accounting, accounting for internationally on the international box office, it made over a, uh, the first Bond movie to make a billion dollars. Like accounting for I'm not really exactly sure. I'm not good at math, but 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 we're saying we're saying is not the best to you and in your of all the bomb movies to you, but about a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, dude, it was it was pretty kind of corny, bro. Okay, yeah, with him being cartoonish and stuff and all the reasons. Okay, with all that said. 
with yeah, all that, with all that, really much of a plot, bro. right? So you're not much of a plot either, in your opinion, with the plot wise. Right, great. So with that said, the whole rest of this, we're going all into uh, Spectre now. So I'm gonna title sure. this for yeah, I'm gonna title this for us when we publish this. I'm gonna title it Skyfall and Spectre movie discussion, and we'll have both movies in one. Since you didn't, you said the reasons okay. why you liked and didn't like Skyfall. Now throughout the rest of this podcast, let's hear all your thoughts and opinions about your rewatch of Spectre. Now, what you like and didn't like about Spectre? Oh man, there's so much I could say about Spectre. That was an awesome movie, man. I would say from beginning to end, up until like the very, very end. The only part I really didn't like was how it's not that he didn't kill Blofeld when he had the chance and uh, M basically, uh, well, the new M, right? Uh, Ralph Fiennes is M. When he kind of just kind of gave him the go-ahead, he was just kind of like giving him that look like, hey, you do what you want to do. I didn't see it happen. You know, if you want to shoot him, remember like at the very yeah, end, literally at the very I know, end. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know exactly what which part you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, Sorry for those of you maybe ha- who haven't seen it. I'm sorry if I spoiled anything for you. Uh, sorry, I should have just like said warning spoilers. But I mean, it's an old movie now, so I feel like people should have seen it by now. So sorry if I ruined it for you. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Um. Anyway, so other than that, I think it was like fucking close to perfect, man. It was amazing. So from the very beginning, where it literally just kind of, I believe it opens with him kind of walking through Barcelona. It's actually Mexico. It's actually in Mexico. Me- it's actually in Barcelona. Was it Madrid? I don't know. It's actually. It was actually really. It was actually in Mexico City. Mexico City, Mexico. Oh, it wasn't actually in Spain. For some reason, I thought it was in Spain. Yeah, no, no it was actually the Day of the Dead. Oh, it, was actually- it was actually the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Mexico City, yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the Day of the Dead, but I thought it was in Spain and not. Actually, yeah, it was actually in Mexico. They were doing Mexico. Yeah. Where so- do you know where in uh, where in Mexico do you know was it in um, Mexico City? Yeah, Mexico, in, uh, Mexico City, Mexico City. It was Mexico City. It was supposed to be sure. in Mexico City, yeah. What did you make about okay. that whole Mexico City part? Dude, that's like probably like my favorite part of the movie. Just just everything about it. The way he's walking. He's got that kind of like model model walk, yeah. walk like that freaking whatever mm. it's called. the um, Whatever it's called like when you're walking down the whatever it's called. The broad. The, the, when yeah. they model. The walk, the, the, walk, the walk was very good. The walk was yeah, good. Yeah, the walk and the way that he just kind of walks into a room and just kind of slowly kind of like takes off his stuff with the lady and starts kind of like making out her starts foreplay with her and then he just kind of dips out kind of like batman again just kind of like batman like hey i'll see you later i'll see you later <laughs> yeah uh, like dude it was great it was great just the no. costumes like the the, 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 the like the, the his skeleton costume like the skeleton um suit or whatever yeah the, the only the only complaint the only complaint is that when he's in the helicopter, there's one frame where you can see that it was obviously obviously a stunt body double on his face and stuff. Oh, but yeah. but other than that, um, then it ended when he had the ring when he's flying the helicopter and you're introduced to the theme song. Now a lot of pe- the theme song is not for everybody. A lot of people didn't like that theme song, but I actually liked it and I actually sing the lyrics of that sing- a theme song for uh, karaoke. I actually like the song they used. It was called the writings on the oh, wall. Okay. It was called the writings on the wall, which of course, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. yeah, I actually like the song, which of course to you um, has Q saying, and of course Goldeneye, the writings on the wall. And, but uh, oh, I didn't know that. that. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, yeah you have to read what. Yeah, um, but then oh, after this, I but then. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that writing's on the wall in one scene with the gadgets. But um, but then after the theme song's done, you see that um, M is really pissed off at Bond for doing that mission on his own in Mexico City, Mexico. So to me, the way the way the end of Skyfall ended, where he's like, "Yes, M, I'm ready for a new mission. I'm ready for a new mission," only to see that Bond is pissed uh, that M is pissed at him at the beginning of Spectre. Uh, and it doesn't. I had the same problem with how Batman begins and ends to the beginning of the Dark Knight. The way with, with the way Skyfall ends, they're all ready for a new mission. But but then here in the beginning of this one, M is pissed at Bond for just doing his own mission on his own. But then we find out that that mission was what the other M wanted him to do before she passed away. So apparently she had that little TV pre-recorded thing done when when he see him at his actual house, when he's at his actual house. Then we see more of his backstory, how supposedly Christoph Waltz is the step stepbrother or somehow. I don't know about the stepbrother part of that. But yeah, I'm really glad that you like Blofeld. Um, but then we see Blofeld inside of his... Um, 
inside of that whole room with they had all the other um specter agents there and then we get to see um the wrestler um batista what did you make of batista in this movie batista oh, about that so so did batista plays the one the, of the villains the henchman um, the henchman guy yeah hanks yeah hanks yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um dude i have to think about it for a second so i think he did all right i don't know exactly like again his character wasn't like super big and he didn't have a lot of time in the movie and he wasn't really in the movie like he was just kind of like a minor character basically so I don't know. I, I think he did a good. I think he did a good job for the role that he was kind of set to play. I don't think he was supposed to be super complex or super interesting. He was supposed to be basic, like really basic, just kind of run of the mill assassin. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. I get what you say. I think, but so I think that Batista. So as an actor, he's a decent actor. He's not a like a freaking great actor. Right. Great actor. But he was. But right. But he was already. He, so yeah. he plays the parts. He plays the parts that you know, he plays, and he does a good job. Right, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Now, now the the female love interest, which is majorly a big part of this movie, in the sec and in the middle part of the movie onwards, a lot of people had a problem with her on how they didn't think that their connection was well. Obviously, it was nowhere the near same connection as um as uh Vesper Lynn or the um or 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 Tracy but like so what about what's your opinion of the romantic relationship between Bond and the daughter of um the daughter of uh the the the, the important guy um what's his name Mr. White Mr. White right. Mr. White what did you make of the daughter of the daughter of Mr. White Inspector and Mr. um the daughter's relationship with Bond Inspector which was more i think more fleshed out in No Time to Die but what did you make of Spectre and the relationship between um uh what was it uh, Madeline and Bond was it a not, was it a weak right. a weak romantic relationship a medium one like how was that all to you uh dude no i think they did they did, they did a really great job I think that she's a great actress for the most part. I haven't really seen her in other movies other than the James Bond movies. She's actually, she actually, ha she actually has a, um, she actually has a bit small part in Mission Impossible Four: Ghost Protocol. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same actress. Yeah, she actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually is in both. Then, yeah. I didn't realize that was yeah. the same, the same actress. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. You got yeah. I no. I was gonna just say like some people in this one when they, that they didn't think it was a a strong love connection that it was kind of too quick and then just like but you know that you liked it so you liked their relationship you liked Blofeld um you only said at the end the one thing you didn't like also I had some problems with the third act but you only had the one problem with the third act there um yeah so it's and it's actually by the same director Sam Mendes did both Skyfall and Spectre most people prefer Skyfall over Spectre but it's interesting to see your opinion that you actually liked Spectre over Skyfall why do people like Skyfall over Spectre? Um, I have they have their reasons, but I guess whatever their reasons are are not the reasons you would like to to not for the reasons you don't like it. I guess everyone has their own opinion about things. Yeah. What were the reasons? What were the reasons? I'm not exactly sure about. I'm not exactly sure of their reasons, but I want to go back to what you were saying um, about the beginning in Mexico. I did like his walk. It seemed like with that walk he did on the top of the roof that. Um, this was for some people. He's actually finally getting to be Bond now. Cause you remember how, like, in all of his like first three or four movies, at the end, like, he's not actually Bond. They're just kind of prequels, and he doesn't get to be really be Bond like how they were in the uh, original twenty movies. So it's like when he does that walk on the top of the roof, it's like okay, is he finally gonna really be Bond as on a mission for now? And then, and then not really with they do other stuff as well. But like the walk on the roof was nice. Um, and yeah, the whole thing with the skeleton and the girl he talks to there in Mexico City. And, um, oh, before I forget, another part, this was, she should have been in longer, it was, it was in way too small, but what do you make of Monica Belushi and, uh, finally being the Bond movie, of Spectre, what do you make of Bo Monica Belushi as the, uh, as the wife of the guy he killed in the beginning of the movie? Monica Belushi in this. Um, I mean, I, I think she did a subpar job, dude. She's not, she's not a really good actress. I never considered her a really great actress. 
I mean, she's beautiful, obviously, and I think most of the reason she's popular is because she's really pretty. Right. She's not really great. I, I think she did. I mean, I understand. I I understand. I I understand what you're saying with that. I understand. I want to ask you about something before um before the third act in England with uh, all that stuff in uh, uh London. I wanted to ask, what did you make back before that um the interrogation scene when Blofeld uses that device to try to pick through Bond's brain? What did you make of that whole interrogation scene, picking up Bond's brain with Blofeld there and all? All right, so they're in that island. Well, they're in that wherever the, his hideout is out, and he talks. He shows the whole thing about surveillance. But then after they showed about the surveillance plot storyline that he showed Bond about, he has him in another room where you finally see, finally see Blofeld's cat, like in the uh, original series, and he puts him like in this like um like um this uh device to try to like um what's it called like um. Inter- yeah, yeah, to let that lobotomize and stuff. And the only re- the only reason he actually got to go out was because he had the watch on. Where of course you know Trevelyan took that watch and stuff off, but Blofeld didn't even seem to think about the watch being on him. But like he was getting supposed to get um terror, you know, the lobotomized or terrorized inside that interrogation room. I think I guess you, I think you might have forgotten about that part, but it was a really quick little scene there. No, I remember about the interrogation room, but I just don't remember any kind of, like... I didn't know it was an interrogation, period. I thought he was just trying to torture him. I didn't realize he was... Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like kind of like torturing. You're right, it was kind of like... What did you make of the torture and how he got out of it so easily? Um. So, one, he didn't really get out... I don't think he got out of it that easily. He he had um Madeline help him. Yeah, the Madeline... As far as I can remember, because yeah. he, he was telling her something about, like... Something about the time or something like that. And, um, so he didn't really get it out of super easily. I think that, no, I think it was really good. I thought it was really good, bro. I think it was, it was more or less pretty realistic. Give me a second. Hold on one second. I got to pull over for a second. Okay. Uh, let this, uh, let this, uh, police park through. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of ha- stuff happening today for some reason. I like get it. Yeah, I get that. Just- yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was great, dude. I thought it was great. Uh, out of, like, the only one I would say that was better than this one out of the Bond movies, I want to say GoldenEye again, because it's just, I love GoldenEye, man. I can't stop talking enough about it. There's always going to be something I'm going to mention about probably every single James Bond podcast we do. I'm probably going to mention something about GoldenEye. So, 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 the only part that I like better mm-hmm. is the one where the, in the, in the, in the Cobra, uh, helicopter, I think it was called the Cobra. Yeah. Or was it called something else? Tiger, whatever it was called. So when he's stuck in there with uh, Natalia, and uh, he's like, oh shit, we're about to like blow the fuck up. And he kind of like starts trying to like headbutt backwards, like the button, trying uh, to kind of like headbutt the button or something. Oh yeah, yeah. So they will, so it will kind of eject them. Oh, I remember that part. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was like the only, that was the only one I would say that was better than this one. Okay. Wait, what was better than this one? Like, the one in Goldeneye was, like, as far as comparison to, like, his, like, MacGyver kind of, like, oh, I'm going to get out of this. Oh, right, right. I, now, okay, now I get, yeah, now, 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 I, now I get what you're saying. Now I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, now, was, now I have a fun. That was great. That, that, what was great? I'm saying other than that, it was great. Oh, other, other than that. Okay. That you mentioned how, you mentioned, of course, always how you really like GoldenEye. Quick question is, how would, you, what, would, what would be, what would be your top five? What's your top, top five, top five James Bond movies from five to one? Oh, man. So five would be like my least favorite? Yeah, well, favorite, but least favorite of being, making it the fifth spot. Yeah. What was uh, number five for you? I want to say, shit, I'd have to think about it. I would have to start, I would say... I would start from one to five, not from five to one. Okay, that's fine. Start. That's fine. Start with uh, one then. So would one would one so be Goldeneye or no? One. I would say Goldeneye would tie for first with Casino Royale, the one with um, Daniel Craig, not the original Casino Royale. Wait, so, wait, wait, which wait, which which Casino Royale are you talking about? The one with Daniel Craig. Oh, that is, that is the real new one. Yeah, uh, the reboot, yeah. So, I'm saying not the original one because there's an original 
Casino Royale with um, that wasn't that wasn't a part of the original the, the actual series, but the actual one for the series Casino Royale. Yeah. So would you say yeah, yeah. would you say that GoldenEye is one or, or or that Casino Royale is one? They kind of tie for first. Okay. They're real so close. I would okay. be able to say which one I like better. I mean, I would say GoldenEye slightly be- slightly more. Slightly, very, very slightly, but okay. they're almost like tied for first. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, the number two, I would say. I gotta think about it. I would say number two would be Spectre. Number three would be. I haven't seen all the. I want to say I haven't seen all of the all of the uh, movies, all of the Bond movies. Or if I have seen them, I didn't really see them. It might have been a long time, so I don't remember. But I would say third would be uh, Diamonds Are Forever because I like, you know, because it's Connery, because it's like, I love Connery and stuff. I would say Diamonds Are Forever would be like my third. And fourth and fifth would be, I would say fourth would be um, License to Kill. And five, which would be my least favorite, uh, probably World Is Not Enough. These are in- these are interesting choices. I got to tell you, in regards to Spectre and Diamonds Are Forever, that's usually where a lot of people's least favorites. So just the fact that you like, really? Spe- yeah. So just the fact that you like um, Spectre and Diamonds Are Forever for a lot of people, Diamonds Are Forever is in their, in their like bottom five. So it's very interesting that liking Spectre and Diamonds Are Forever when other people didn't. It's 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 always interesting. It's good to take like your what you like, even though most people don't like. It's like everyone has their own opinion about things. Right. Yeah. I, I I didn't care for Diamonds Are Forever um at all really. I have it in my oh, um really? okay. I, I ranked I ranked it in my twenty fourth spot with my twenty fifth being a view to a kill. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't care. Uh-huh. It, 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 see, I'll tell you one quick real reason why I didn't like Diamonds Are Forever. It, this was uh, Sean Connery's sixth and final performance of the actual actual series, and he obviously didn't care by that point. He he was just kind of walking through the role, in my opinion. But I, at the same time, for some people, even though um, Sean Connery is walking through um, Diamonds Are Forever, some people say the same th- thing about um, um, uh, Daniel Craig, but you like um, this movie, so would you? Do you not consider Daniel Craig sleepwalking through Spectre because you seem to really like Spectre a lot? Like, what did you make of Daniel Craig in here as compared to how he was in Skyfall? So, what about sleepwalking? Well, why just? What well, some people think when he did this for when some people some people say when he did this fourth movie, Spectre, twenty fifteen, that when he's all when he's doing all his actions and the story beats throughout the movie, that he kind of is, is just like walking through the different act scenes and not really putting his um his his self into it like he did in the other movies. Like he's not he's kind of like sleepwalking or not really going through it like with enthusiasm sort of thing. Why do people say that? I don't believe so at all. I thought he did a great job. Oh, that's good then. Again, that's good that you see like all of that for it. Yeah. If if you if I were to say he was sleeping walking through a movie, geez, I would say Skyfall more than anything. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought he did a great job, and um, especially I love like the Mickey Mouse part. That's like one of my favorite parts. And he's like, oh, Mickey Mouse, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was like, hey, Mickey Mouse, like after that, like, hey, hey, Mickey Mouse. And yeah. Then he like kind of knocks him out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or he gets knocked out and shit. Yes. And like, well, when he initially shows up and he's kind of like, he's and he's, I think he's speaking in French or Spanish or something, and he just kind of says, "Yeah, Who are you." And he shows him his ring. And he's like, "Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was Italian, but or something." Bitch. But yeah. And I, I wanna, I, I'm adding the bitch part, but yeah. like he was like Mickey Mouse. Right. Who do you think you're talking to, motherfucker? Trick. Right. Trick, get your shit. Check yourself. Trick. Right. Like that. It was, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. He's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, my bad. And the guy just kind of puts his hands up like, my bad. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, were there any other, um, were there any other characters, story, story parts, um, anything about, um, Spectre that we haven't covered yet? We, we talked a lot about different parts of it. Um, what else about Spectre? Yeah, no, I can talk about it for like two, for like, for hours, dude. Really? I love that movie. Hold on, give me a second. Yeah, dude, it's literally one of my favorite Bond movies, definitely. Probably, like I said, 
What what exactly? Now what what exactly makes you like it so much? Exactly, uh, for what reasons? Well, like I said, it's like I would say eighty percent of it is Christoph Waltz. Okay. He's just such a fucking great actor, dude. So eighty yes. percent of it is Chris is, is just Christoph Waltz by himself. Just dude, that that dude carries the movie, bro. He's so freaking good. <laughs> I have seen him in so yes. many movies now, and he's so freaking good, dude. Like he just can freaking. He's so good at changing his personalities. He can play so many different people. And, like, he's always so believable, man. Like, if he wants to be a good guy, he can play a good guy. If he wants to play a bad guy, he can play a bad guy. If he wants to play, uh, what is it called, a like an anti-hero, he can play an anti-hero. If he wants to play a villain, villain. Okay, so, like I, said, so I got a question. Mm-hmm. Since you want to oh, talk he's, more, he's just so fucking fluid. right. Since you want to talk more about Waltz, who was Blofeld, and then he was in other movies as well, we have now reached the fifty-minute point. I can only record up to 55, 55 minutes. So I don't know if, how much you are with time-wise. Did you want me to publish this one, and then have you talked about Spectre some more? Right, right, directly afterwards with more Spectre, we or can, uh, I'm about to go into Tasco. So once we finish with this one, we can take a break, and then I'll come back and we, t- we can talk more. Okay. Okay, it's so gonna be. Let's finish but, up with this one. Okay. Yeah, let's just finish it up, and then I'll, I'll we'll do the next one, and we'll figure it we out. We could do like we could do because it sounds like you have a lot more to say about Spectre and, oh, and Blofeld. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm gonna title this one. I'm gonna title this first one Skyfall and Spectre movie discussion with Ilya, and then after a small break after with you, with you at Costco's, then right after that we could do a more continuation, more in depth about about Spectre and and and, and uh, 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 Waltz's Blofeld. So we're um. I mean, I'm trying to think. What else do you want to start? I want to start wrapping this one out up since the runtime of the recordings almost done. But um, uh, when do you think you'd be ready t- tonight for a continuation of uh, Spectre and Blofeld? Uh, I would say about like twenty minutes, bro. Twenty only like, twenty minutes is good. Okay, great. So listen, twenty about twenty minutes. That sounds good. So everybody, if you enjoyed this so far with all of Ilya's thoughts and opinions about this, we just did the first half hour on Skyfall, and but we're in the, we're gonna this is gonna be about, about both movies here. But in about twenty twenty five minutes after Costco, Ilya has way more thoughts and opinions about both Spectre. Blofeld, Waltz, and all that stuff with the 24th movie, Spectre. And he obviously, of course, um, Ilya likes um, Waltz in many other movies as well with his different parts. So um, we're going to cut this one off here. I'm going to stop this recording in just a moment. He's going to do his thing in the store. And then in about 20 minutes, we're going to continue talking about Spectre, Blofeld, Waltz, and all that stuff. Was um, He actually really likes Spectre as opposed to other people not liking it. So very interesting with the opinions about what Bond movies and actors he did and didn't like very um everyone has their own opinion with things so i want to thank you um Ilya, so far uh, i think for um coming back on to the program to talk about this because i always really love to hear your thoughts and opinions and i think the audience likes it too so thanks again um we're gonna um support your local movie theater Support your local movie theater because so, watching a big screen movie like Mission Impossible next summer because streaming is just not the same. So support your local movie theater in the decade of the 2030s because streaming, it just won't ever be the same. Go to that big screen movies at, in America, it's AMC. And um, everybody dance and have a good time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Ilya and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, briefly closing out for about 20 minutes to a continuation more about Spectre and Blofeld and Waltz coming up real soon to a podcasting screen near you. Ilya, th- thank the audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be back soon. And I'll see you guys on the other side of the bridge and the other side of the road. Take care of each other. Be co- kind and excellent to one another. Don't forget John Wick Chapter 4 at the end of March. And uh, we'll see you guys real soon.